Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you are joined by the ever-wonderful Philip, the lovely Bianca, and myself, Drew. Unfortunately, Kent can't be here this week. He's still waiting on his order of wings for the Super Bowl. Anyway, on with the show. How are we, team? We are well. Yes, doing just fine. Thank you, Drew. Most excellent. You, you know what? I'm, I'm doing good. We're okay, recording a night continue. early. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I, I, it's fine. I get it. I get it. Anyway, we, we're recording a night early. This, this feels kind of nice. It is weird. The audience won't have any idea. They won't even know. The no, it'll probably be out late anyway. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, back in the day, we used to record on Wednesdays. So record it's... on Wednesdays, out on Thursdays, now yeah. to record in the week and out by Sunday. So, yeah, just as long as we get it out before yeah. Monday. Week. Yeah. <laughs> but let's let, let's see if I can get the rest of this introduction out before the episode. All right. Um, <laughs> Judgy. Wow. <laughs> On this, it's a, it's a good thing that no. On this week's show, Drew. <laughs> yes, we've we've got some discussion about the Super Bowl. We've got uh, we've we've got some very sad news. I guess, I guess uh, at mm. least for for me, for Philip, for Bianca, for you. I, I don't know. Are you indifferent? Um, yeah, probably. The, the, Let's be yeah, real. Yeah, it, uh, the closing of Blue Sky Animation Studios, and we're going to get into a little bit of a debate about analog versus digital. But first, into the Super Bowl, and more specifically, the most interesting part of the Super Bowl. Anything but the game. Exactly right. Um, because yes, it was the Super Bowl week, yes. and um, and as we all know, um, there's there's these massive, big budget commercials. There's the um, hotly anticipated trailers. Mm. There's the halftime show, which everyone looks forward to. Um, and then there was some sort of game thrown in there as well. Um, but the ads, <laughs> the ads is where it's at. Um, obviously, the game is probably one of the worst games on the planet. So it's all about the drinking and the commercials. It is actually really boring. I- I tried to watch it for the first time this year, and I just... And then you gave up because it was a crap game. I I think I understand why you can get into it when you're drunk and concentrating, but it's like golf where you need to concentrate, and I'm just like, yeah, no. No, but the problem is golf's golf's a great game for falling asleep to um, or for laughing at how people could actually like something like that. Drew looks very offended. Well, because he likes to play with the golf sticks and then have a club sandwich at the clubhouse. I don't get it. Look... Have you been to a gridiron game? Why would I do that? Have you? Why would I want to watch Which a... one's gridiron? The Drew. The NFL. Drew, the... why would I want oh, to watch no. why I... would I want to watch a bunch of people stop playing after ten seconds? Yeah, that's my thing. Like they kept stopping and then pulling out new people and then this person had to come out to do the kick and then this person. There's had to there's do literally that. there's one move and then they go, Alright. Let's go for a break for half an hour, shall we? And we'll come back and maybe we can maybe move a couple more meters next time. And it totally makes sense why in all the movies for any super, like any NF, what is it? NFL. NFL, Gridiron. NFL, Gridiron. NFL, yeah. Any game why they can actually have so much dialogue during a game. Yep. Because that's all they do. They talk and then they run for five happens. meters and then that's it. Anyway, before I'm Drew goes ahead and defends the sport for, for it being a terrible game. Um, Super Bowl ads. Super Bowl ads. Now, now we had some favourites. We absolutely had some favourites. Um, don't get me wrong. Not me, really. But we had some favourites this year. I just kept... Um, I get it. got nostalgic watching it and kept remem- remembering some mm. of the greats. Um, you know, obviously, there's the Star Wars um, ad. You know, the kid um, and the, the Volkswagen Jetta. And it's like um, uh, Darth Vader, you know, kid with the dark side kind of thing. I remember that one. Um, there's the Budweiser ad, the um, Budweiser with the frogs. But what were your favourites this year, Friends? I liked the Bud Light seltzer ad with Bud's, all the lemon. Yeah, Bud's back, yep. Yeah. Um, it was just... I just liked the fact that they were like talking about how much lemons it was and then you physically saw and it was just so much destruction and chaos. Yep. And everyone was panicking and you're like... This is terrible, but it was so fun. So terrible, it was funny. We, we watched them all together and we, we were yeah. all laughing at it. It was a great ad. Um, but yeah, and I don't know what seltzer is, but they talk about it in every American TV show that I I've know. heard it a lot and I have no idea what it seltzer is. Seltzer is like an alcoholic soda. That's all it is. Is it like um that... Passion pop. Not passion pop. It's more like vodka soda. What's that lime right. soda that my aunt always drinks? Canadian Club. Is it Canadian? Canadian Club is whiskey. 
No, not Canadian Club. Is Canadian Club whiskey? Why does it look like a beer? Because they sell it as Club Dry, which is whiskey and ginger beer. Is that in that green bottle? No, it's white. No, I'm no, there no, is there is a green. That's a green and gold label on it. There is a green bottle with a white label. I don't know what it is, but it's just a very soda-ish wine that my aunt absolutely loves, and she wow. always offers one when I go over it. Wow! And just, do you ever say yes? Yeah, I drink it. Like my family's quite conservative about drinking in well, a lot yes, of ways. Yes, free alcohol. Like, yeah, Bring it on. On. Yeah. Wow! And Drew's favorite commercial was. <laughs> my- <laughs> Can, can you tell that we're on a mission today? I, I think we know how much we've got to talk about, so we're really powering through. Um, mine was the Dr. Squatch organic soap commercial. There was just something weird and funny about it. Can I, I feel do- like that was a rip on the Old Spice. I was about just- to was, say, yeah. I have an issue yeah. with it in that it was a rip on the Old Spice. It was. It but was, it's, like, but- it's like the white man's Old like, Spice. Like, it, it's it's yeah. literally, like a Sasquatch. It's yeah. literally like someone's gone, how about we do a better job of it and then did a worse job of it. But I enjoyed the how... But did they do it on purpose? They did a middle-of-the-road job on it. I don't think they did it terribly. I just No, no, but did they mean for it to be, be like, a funnier kind of, like, oh, look, they're trying to do the Old Spice thing? Was that the point of it? I don't I think... Or did they think, let's be original? I've seen this awesome ad in my dream. It was about Old Spice, and then they went and did it. I think it was, like, a, we really like the Old Spice ad. We're going to try and adapt it. Yeah, right, okay. And it just... They were trying to adapt it a lot, and then they didn't adapt it enough. Right, right. Look, it made me giggle from the moment where they explained that your body wash is just laundry detergent. Yeah, that was... I like that. (laughs) That line did actually make me giggle. It's just laundry detergent I like. And I also like the fact that they have this Viking lumberjack looking dude who's like, and your daughter can braid your hair. Yeah. That was cute. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's showing that you can be... Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, it was cool. weird and quirky and yeah, made me giggle. I also liked the Rocket Mortgage ad. Yes. <laughs> I just felt so sorry for that dude. I did it. was like, pretty sure. And then he's like, you're pretty sure you can beat Dave. I can't Bautista. say his name, Bautista. Oh, no, no, you say the way you were going to say it. Um, Bostista. Bostista. <laughs> like Bostista. I appreciate that. Um, no, I'm not a fan of um, Tracy Morgan. That's but, fair. But that's, but that's, I did like that ad though. I, I like, like I like yeah. Tracy Morgan. And I just like. I want to watch Dave, Dave Bautista in a movie now. <laughs> I just, no, I really like when Dave walks back in and Tracy Morgan just goes, I'll hold your dog. And then Dave just chases this man for round the two. Poor man. <laughs> poor dude. The poor guy. Hey, but there were some terrible. Um, ads, obviously, because oh, yeah. um, lots of people have to put lots of money into this, and some people like to squander their money. Um, I Kay. think it's, it's this isn't one that was written down, um, but I think that the Robin Hood ad, just purely for irony's sake, yeah. so Robin Hood, if you're not aware, is a um, a a an app for people to do broker. Uh, basically, it's a brokerage, so like um, you can trade stocks on there. It's good for retail investors, people that don't go to Wall Street and stuff like that. Yep. So like us folk would be um, um, retail investors. Now, what I think was really ironic about it is because obviously the whole GameStop thing in the media recently and um, Robin Hood um, are in massive Halted. strife and have, uh, I think, 16 class action lawsuits against them at the moment, at the moment because they um, stopped people from being able to purchase um, a stock for no particular reason, literally. Um, so it's just ironic that this pre-planned ad in the Super Bowl commercials was there. And they would have had they that ad space for months. And directed and, you know, wrapped up for months. That yeah. ad would be ready to go. So I, I think that was ironic. Can, I just can imagine the marketing team sitting there Going, and as, oh, as Robin Hood is getting, like, indicted and all that, there's some guy who grabbed his, like, towel and just threw it on the floor being like, this was my moment. I designed this ad for the Super Bowl and now everyone was meant to love it. Yeah. And they hate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but what was you? You had one that you didn't like, Pinker. Um, oh. The Oatly ad. Oh, both of you didn't like that, of course. Oh, because, awful. so it got worse with every rewatch. So I watched it three times. Jeez. So the first time, it's just like you're like watching a dude in the middle of a field um, banging on drugs, going, wow, wow, no cow. Mm. Look, it was like, it, it was on par with. The video for James Blunt's You're Beautiful, just in the middle of nowhere, singing something to someone. Yeah, and And not very well. And he's banging on drugs and going, wow, wow, no cow, wow. And and that's it over and over again. And then it's like, it's because it's for Oatly, uh, which is oat milk. And it's wow, it's not, doesn't have any cow. I just couldn't believe that it was the 
the CEO of Oatly that well, was doing so it. Well, so then the second time I watched it, I'm like, of course it's vegan. Mm. And they're being annoying about it. And then the second time I watched it, I actually read mm. who was in the commercial. And, yes, the CEO, mm. Tony Peterson, decided rather than hire – so, like, the big thing about Super Bowl get, ads is – get um, Actors are willing to be in Super Bowl commercials because they're Yeah, things. so they've had they, – we watched – we saw Drake, um, the Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis and Shaggy were in that one ad, which also I forgot to mention. I really like that ad. Uh, yep. We saw Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell Keenan, and Aquafina. Yeah. yeah. Like, so obviously, big name celebrities come to this, and the CEO decided, you know what? I want the centerpiece. Look, 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 look. And maybe, I feel like he wrote the song himself as well. <laughs> maybe he didn't decide this. Maybe he booked it, he'd paid it. No actors volunteered to do it. No marketing team volunteered to do it. <laughs> He's and like, all he was left with was this. He's already bought the ad space and he's I'm, like... Honestly, I'm a little surprised that at the very end it didn't pop up going shot on iPhone. Yeah, ma- yeah made, <laughs> made, by, made by iPhone. Um, I had a least favourite one as well, though. Um, like an actual least favourite one. Oh, yeah. Um, and yep. it was actually this Toyota ad, which you wouldn't have known was a Toyota ad to the last second of the ad when it said Toyota. Um, this was an ad for the fact that Toyota sponsors the USA Olympic team um, because it had um, Olympian. Paralymp- Jess- Is she an Olympian or Paralympian? Well, Paralympian. Paralympian. Um, Jessica Lang. Uh, Jessica Long, sorry, Lang. Jessica Long um, <laughs> telling actress. her life story, but it was the point of view of the, the mum getting told that she could adopt a. Um, disabled child and it's not going to be a very good life blah 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 real like kind of like pulling at the heartstrings type stuff nothing to do with cars and at the very end toyota and it's like what the fuck is this and what a bullshit ad so that was the worst one what i didn't like about it i'll have to agree Mm -hmm. with you like i didn't Mm -hmm. enjoy it because i sat there watching it what like being like this is riveting this is amazing and then it just had a logo a logo slapped onto it like, I don't like when mm. they exploit... I don't like when they have sub stories on The Voice. Uh, I think, no. I think that's the worst part of The Voice. But how does it relate to Toyota? Exactly. It, it, but it doesn't. It has to do with the Olympics. Is, is Toyota sponsors... Is Toyota disabled and they want us to buy disabled cars? If this was an ad for... Mm-hmm. Okay, here, actually. If this was an ad for the Olympics... No problem. And said sponsored by Toyota... No problem. I'd actually be like, you know what? Brilliant ad. But this was an ad this for Toyota. This was an ad for Toyota. Exactly. Showing that they're if, sponsoring If you, if you want to see a good um, athletics ad or, or um, Olympic tied in ad, look at the Under Armour ad with Michael Phelps in it. It's got mm. a fantastic song, The Last Goodbye by The Falls, I think it is. Yep. It's an amazing ad. And that's a powerful ad. And it's about the fact that he is an ambassador for Under Armour. And that's a great ad. But this ad was just a weak ad because it had nothing to do with the product. So I don't care about the product. I... Also think Macca's ads are good for Olympics. Yeah. When mm. they, especially back, I mean, not nowadays because now they're seen as unhealthy and shit, mm-hmm. but back in like the early 2000s and 90s when they used to have Olympians in their ads mm. because Macca's is one of the major sponsors of the Olympic Games. Yes. They were Macca's ads yes. showing that they were sponsoring the Olympics but not showing it in a weird way. No, they are showing that they were Macca's. This was just Toyota being like, look how fucking amazing we are. Yeah. Look at... We are sponsoring the disabled Olympian. At least yeah. when McDonald's did ads in the vein of this, they would be savvy enough to tack the Ronald McDonald House Charities logo on the yes. screen with yeah. it. So you'd be like, oh, yeah, it. by the way, we have a charity. And look, again, We're linked I, I, to think, this. I think Jessica Long's story is amazing. I was riveted by yeah. the ad, and mm. I was, like, all for it, watching it. But what a and letdown. I, it was very well filmed, mm. I have to say. Like, I loved the mm. way that it was, like, the lap pool with all the stories and the reflection into the pool. Yeah, it was, yep. it was well done. Well but, done. But, but the fact that the and only then, relevance was that it had an Olympic logo, a, a USA Olympic team logo and a, a USA Olympic uh, Paralympic I, logo next to it. And then the Toyota logo. I just logo. imagine the marketing think, director's like, oh, my God, I've got a really clear vision I feel like this, this awesome idea. Know, and they're like, but how does it relate to Toyota? I feel oh, like. no, no, no. But it looks like, cool. I feel like this ad was written um, at a boardroom table um, yeah. in Toyota City. I feel City. like it cheapened it. And yeah, oh yeah, I feel like it cheapened her story. But you know what would have been really good if you showed the mother 
driving to go pick her up. And the car aging. Yeah, I like think. you go Getting show like a newer, her newer pick, car each time. Each time she goes to Toyota. pick her up from, to get adopted. Because Toyota the did the right thing and supported Olympic families all the way through. But they didn't because or showing or showing a Toyota vehicle fitted for someone like her to be able to drive it. Yeah, basically yeah. Toyota being a reliable car the yep. whole way through the journey of being a parent with a disabled child and all the way taking them to the pool. Oh no, yep. but not or like an Olympic child, like driving yes. her to the pool and back yes, every morning exactly. in a Toyota. Mm. Exactly that I would have understood. As a Toyota ad, yep. not an irrelevant ad about. The I Olympics. don't think this is oh, a good a Toyota. Toyota ad. No. Um, but no, so that that is the, um, the the commercials that we didn't like very much. But then we had trailers. We had trailers for films and TV shows. We did. Um, what were we most excited about um, and in, in seeing? Uh, definitely for me, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was the only one that I really cared about. Which I thought was a movie trailer, but no, it's a TV show trailer, right? Can, can I can I just break the bubble for a second that our note just says above all the trailers. Phil was overwhelmingly unimpressed. Yes. Yes. It's because I was overwhelmingly unimpressed. It's true. I feel like we got that across. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it looks alright, but it didn't it didn't grab me in any way. It's not like WandaVision where I was like, oh my god, I gotta watch this. I disagree. I genuinely enjoy it. I, I feel yeah. like it's the buddy superhero movie we haven't had yet. We haven't had I, like I, a buddy. The show will be that, but I'm rating the trailer. No, but not just that, Bianca. Like, you're wrong because it's still not the buddy superhero movie we've oh, always no, wanted. It's oh god, because it's not a movie. It's a TV series. It's a TV series. But so. I, I, I think that if it's as well done as WandaVision has been done, because I did not, I did not have hopes for the MCU's TV shows done by Disney. I don't mm -hmm. know why. Yeah, I went into I, this not having much high hopes because I I thought Netflix did them really well. And, and ABC I, did not? No, ABC did not. But no, I thought Netflix did them really well. And it, this was kind of like Disney trying to do its own streaming service, Netflix. They mm. weren't rated R, obviously, because they're going on the Disney app. Um, but WandaVision has really impressed me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Every week, the the quality of it, the way that they've kept this weird horror thing going on, it's weirdly a horror show. WandaVision? You, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to have to go and watch it. I'm you really going to have to go and watch it, and I really want to go um, and watch it. But I'm so impressed by that that I'm – and it's movie quality mm. every step through. Well, that's like the man. But it's a TV yeah. show. Exactly. It, it is – Well, that's, and that's why the trailer for this, and that's why I was confused if it was a TV show or a movie – it's movie quality. It looks like a movie from Marvel, but it's not going to be a TV show. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's why I was kind of excited for that guess. Um, again, I was also quite overwhelmingly un unimpressed by all of these trailers. But uh, How do we feel um, about Old, part, though? Because I, I think that was my favorite um, reaction trailer. <laughs> uh, old was probably one of the crappiest movies by the looks of it. The fact that, to quote the ad... Um, and, and explain the vision. There's a mother holding, being like, um, son, or whatever the kid's name is, and come, coming back to them. was a six-year-old. Coming back to them was a, like, 14-year-old kid, and then the mum, um, the voiceover of the mum going, you were a six-year-old child this morning. It's like, really? That's how shocked you are about this? You're like, oh, okay, I guess it's different now. Like, it just looks terrible, and it basically looks to me like the last 15 minutes of um, Glass which is basically M. Night Shyamalan, because this film is by M. Night Shyamalan. I just... Um, this movie looks like the last 15 minutes of a movie which was able to completely undo the quality of two and a half movies before it. I just couldn't... It's going like, to be shit, is what I'm saying. I couldn't stop watching it because I was like... I, I was pretty convinced that one of the actors in it was John Stamos. And I'm like, why would he be in a horror film? And I couldn't get over that. I'd and watch I that horror film, though. I couldn't actually I wouldn't it. watch it because it's a modern M. Night Shyamalan, which I is also, trash. No, I mean, I'd watch a John Stamos oh, yes. horror film. Watch I also don't like M. Night Shyamalan's movies. I, I don't think there's one that I've liked. I think after he ruined Avatar, The Last Airbender, I was just like... See, I like I like no. pre-Avatar um, M. Night Shyamalan. I, I like Signs. I love Signs. is one of my favourite movies. Oh, actually, um, yeah, I do like Signs. Signs is one of my favourite movies. Same. I quite like yeah. The Village with Joaquin Phoenix. I quite like... Um, I love The Sixth Sense. Um, I really like Unbreakable. Um, I then also, by that measure, love Split. That was basically M. Night Shyamalan being like, look... Split was I a can, chance at a comeback. Yeah, he's like, look at this. Look how good I can make things. And then yeah. he made Glass and it was like, look how good I can do. And it's like... 
man, you're about to complete a, a, like a trilogy here. This is going to be incredible. And then the last 15 minutes happened and it undid all three of those movies. Um, I still so, haven't seen The Sixth Sense. That's fine. And that's why Old is going to be as good quality as that by the looks of it because it is made by M. Night Shyamalan and he ruins everything that he's ever done. Um, I feel like we're all collectively met on Clarice. Yep. Clarice, not really. That's about the extent of how much I'm going to watch. It. I'm really disappointed by it because it didn't have the Jodie Foster action. Why is she like? I'm, I'm, I'm Clarice. But why, come on, Jodie Foster? Is this even necessary? Is anyone really that interested no, in watching? No, Clarice is the least exciting the show? part of the, like, the, the entire thing. I, I don't get the appeal. It's Hannibal Lecter that we're interested in. Yeah, not Clarice. Clarice I think that's what all the ads are coming out are saying. Like, no one really cares about her. Yeah. They're all looking forward to Hannibal Lecter. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Raya, the last and the last dragon. Bianca, you had the comment, which I completely agree. Mm. Visually, it looks incredible. Um, I think it looks stunning. I think that Disney Animation Studios has outdone itself again. Yep. They keep getting better and better. Absolutely, with every they do. Movie. They look better than um, Marvel does. Um, continuing on, though, Drew, your thoughts on on it, though, I think was I, I completely agree with this as well. I. Every bit of promotional material I saw up until this particular trailer led me to believe this was going to be a really interesting sort of darker brooding tale. Serious sort of tale. Yeah, really serious. I, I was so excited. I thought it was going to be in the vein of Moana and really digging in, like have a bit of lighter stuff in there, but dig into something deeper. Mm -hmm. And then the trailer just seems to throw it in the vein of Big Hero 6 and... Very lighthearted kind yeah, of comedic the, the, and slapstick. Yeah, Disney seems to be going back and forth. They'll do a lighter comedy, then they'll go to a, a more serious mm -hmm. fair. And the last one we had was, what, Frozen 2, which was that more was serious fair. Mm, that's Pixar. That's Pixar. This is Disney Animation. Oh, yeah, so I always Disney, get confused Disney. between the two. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. basically looked the same. They basically share all technology, it seems like. Yeah. Um, see, I completely agree with you. Yeah, so there. who knows? We, we may get surprised. And look, I'm, I'm not saying Big, Big Hero 6 is bad. I just think that based on what we know about this mm -hmm. so far, surely this is the sort of story that needs a, a bit of a deeper, darker... Definitely. Um, to it. What do we think about um, the family edition of John Wick? Um, nobody. Nobody. I really want to watch it. I know. I know. And, and again, I keep saying, I just imagine this guy wrote this script and he walked up to producers and being like, all nervous and being like, it's John Wick, but with a, as a family man. And everyone went, yeah, yeah I love it. Do done. it. Do it. Cool. Well, then they, they've, they've starred, um, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Which is going to be excellent. You know, you know him from Better Call Saul. He is Saul Goodman. I didn't ever see him as like a proper action Hero kind now bring of it actor, on though! I'm so excited for this. I've like from what I like I've the seen idea in the of it. I think he's a great actor, and he, I've not seen him in enough things. He's so a wonderful really character actor. Yeah, so I'm really excited to yeah. see and him. I see like him his voice. I don't know why. No, I get that as well. It's just he's got a good voice. He's got the everyman yeah. kind of appeal, and that's appeal. why he's perfect for this. Yeah. Um, the worst film that we saw though was for, um, was Fast Nine, oh. um, part of the, one of the worst film series of all time. If you go and see this, do not talk to me. I've, I've I mean it. I've added, I mean it. I've added these notes. I'm going to say it with my cousins. I have no choice. We see everyone together. Don't talk to me then. You're off the podcast when that, um, after you go and see this. Okay. Um, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> you don't, you're, you're staying. I'm just saying that for hyperbole. But seriously, anyone else who goes and sees this without, um, goes and sees this, don't talk to me. <laughs> Drew, don't look at me like that. Our notes. You as are expendable this. as am I. You're off the show if you, if you go and see it. I'm so flattered right now, but also it's hilarious. But look, there's tradition for me. I, I go with the mates. We all get absolutely drunk as anything in the cinema while uh, we watch it. Yeah, it, it yeah. There's tradition here. There's, I, I mean, guess no, I, then you're right. There's we, tradition. We get white girl watching these movies. I don't care about your tradition. Moving on. Um, <laughs> our notes for watching this, I have to just say, because it's funny. Uh, this is what we were talking about when, as we were watching it. It looks trash. They're real building the house. How is Han alive? He has a haircut, Han. And Drew, what should uh, the next movie be called? Look, they're going to make 10 of them. They're going to end it at 10. If they do not give it this title, then they will have lost any little sliver of credibility they could have had. It should be called Fast 10, Your Seatbelts. And if they don't, no, actually, what are we talking about? They're going to make this, they're going to make about 14 of these. They're saying 10, they're going to make more. Um, also, you, they're going to have the Hobbs spin-offs. Mm. Oh, going to be more look, in the universe. The Hobbs and Shaw movie was just 
dumb entertainment because they knew that they didn't have to take themselves seriously. Yeah. It's almost like they were spoofing the franchise they came out I of. I hope they were. They definitely were. Um, but I just hope Helen Mirren's back in it. I know she's going to be oh in Fast yes. but I like Helen The Mirren. last movie trailer was coming, coming to America. To America. Now, I don't care because I've not seen the first one. We'll fix that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to it because of the nostalgia of my brother and I used to watch that when we were kids. Yep. But I'm definitely afraid that the nostalgia is going to ruin it because I feel like a lot of things do in yeah. reboots. Yep. <laughs> oh, yep. It, is it a reboot? No, I don't know. It's a but sequel. Whatever, it's, sequel. It's, yeah. But especially sequels with such a massive time difference. Mm. Oh, I feel it's like a, it's they a very dangerous it's a reboot. thing to do. It's a reboot, capturing a new audience. It's not a sequel. I we discussed this at length in a, in a previous episode. Yeah, it's a it's a reboot, not a sequel. It's going to be an ongoing thing every week. I argue it's both, but per- personally, I'm I'm really excited for it. I just rewatched the first one last week or the week before, and I'd forgotten how damn good it is. And it was just wonderful going back, and the idea of seeing the entire cast reunited because they brought pretty well everyone back and to see Wesley Snipes join the cast. Mm. It looks fun. Let's see how it ends up. Um, But make sure you do join us after the commercial um, when we discuss the closing of the studio. Long, hard day at work? Well... Now you can come home and work at something long and hard and much more satisfying. With its crisp, refreshing taste, it'll go down smoother than anything else. Sit down, kick back, and let the good times roll. End your day right with Dickens Cider. And we're back. Now, this week, I mean, even today, this is quite relevant news for us breaking news breaking news yes um disney has announced that they are closing their somewhat recently acquired blue sky animation studios that has been open for 34 years the company started out as an offshoot of a visual effects company that had worked for disney previously working on tron before that company was disbanded and its remaining members went in to make Blue Sky. They did a number of visual effects and commercial work throughout the 80s and 90s before hitting the scene with their first feature film, Ice Age, which then led on to a number of sequels, uh, the Robots movie, Horton Hears a Who, Rio, and the Peanuts movie. Guys, what do we um what do we think? Well, um this is this obviously comes out after Blue Sky was owned by 20th Century Fox, so then yep. Disney bought them out 2 years ago and they've obviously just thought, you know, we don't need this one too. Yeah, I, I mean, they've got Walt Disney Animation Studios and Pixar already. Yeah, but I see, I, I feel bad for as you said, Drew, that these people, um, um, they were shut down by Disney in the first place. Yep. Then they created their own studio. Then they stood on their own two feet. And they had success with um, Ice Age. And then obviously Fox, I don't know if it was before or after Ice Age, Fox went, you know what? You're part of us now because we let's let's keep making things. Let's keep doing things. And they were like, fuck yeah, we're doing great. Disney's coming along. Uh, we had some issues with them in the past, but hey, look, now we're going to keep on going strong. And then suddenly, sorry guys, we're doing this to you again. And they've been shut down mid-production right now. They, they were working on a new film that was 10 months away from completion, and that's just been abandoned. Why did they do it, though? Why? why? So Disney is blaming the pandemic. Of course they are. Yeah. Uh, and they are saying because, you know, they have two other studios, which is Pixar and Disney, as Drew said. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. But <sighs> I, though, think that there's a mistake here. I think that I, we, we mentioned um, Marvel earlier on um, in, in the show, and um, I spoke about how they have pretty crap animation. I think that um, they should have replaced, like, and I don't mean cartoons and stuff, but, like, the Marvel films, how the Marvel films have, like, I think pretty shitty kind of... CGI. CGI. I think these guys... Because you know how, like, we're, when we were talking about um, 
um, whatever the name of the movie was. With the Falcon last, and Winter Soldier? No, The Last Dragon. No, oh, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, with The Last Dragon. The animation looks incredible. Yeah. Yes. Um, obviously, you can't get them to be making things for Marvel because they're mm. busy. Why don't you get these guys, Blue Sky, to be the animation team for Marvel um, Cinematic Universe films? Well, I mean, you've got 450 people that are facing layoffs. Exactly, and, and they will be and, laid off. They're and not going to it's, it's core team with the people that developed the light cycles in Tron. That That's... Still to this day, that stands as a phenomenal leap of technology and film. These guys did some great things for film yeah. um, back then. They're no doubt capable of continuing that. And we saw that. Remember how good the animation was in Ice Age, the first Ice Age? That, that blew us away. It still holds All the up time, to memory, yeah. the animation was probably better than some of the stuff that Pixar was doing. Mm. Um, mm. It just, and it had the same sort of physics thing that they developed themselves, which, considering how much less money they would have had than Disney. Exactly. But um, you were talking about like them being absorbed by Marvel. And being- yeah, why, why couldn't they be basically Marvel's um, CGI team instead of the team that they have now? Well, Marvel's upgrading all of their CGI. Based well, then there you go. They could, there you go. Perfect. No, game. no, but they're basing it on the Mandalorian, which is this new, the, the, the volume. They're going to use it in the Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the new soundstage. Yeah. Wait. So they're in the process of building one here in Sydney no, as no, well. No, 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 hang on, hang on. Wait, the volume. What, what do you mean the volume? What's the volume? So basically the volume. The <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, 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 they, they turn up the sound. Yes. Actually, that's a really stupid thing. Why don't they call it the visual? Yeah, why is it called volume? Wait, no, hang on. What is a volume then? So <laughs> it's called um, stagecraft technology. And okay, so think of it like basically in green screen. But it's interactive. It's not With a green stripe. It's yeah, pretty much. It's like um, think about like a domed TV, and you're standing in the middle of it. I can recall. I can recall when they were doing the Hobbit. Remember when they did Lord of the Rings? Not yep. Disney. Remember when the Lord of the Rings were filmed? How they did real sets and stuff throughout um, yep. yeah, New yeah. Zealand. Um, when they were doing the Hobbit, instead of going back to those sets or the, the original places. They just did it on a green screen, and it looked so depressing to see that it's all on the green screen because it was literally a green so, screen with like one set in front of like. So one this structure. isn't a green screen. What this is is they've actually in CGI built a very realistic photographic looking set, and they've put that they've put the actors into that, and it's like I don't understand how do you do this? so okay 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 so so like let's look at my favorite one of my favorite games Uncharted. Yep. That game is um, is um, what, what filmed is it? What, in motion capture. Motion capture. Yep. Okay. So motion yep. capture thing. They have a cardboard box there, but that cardboard box represents. There a is rock. no cardboard box. So the things that the characters directly interact with. Yes. So like, think of the man. So they used it originally in the Mandalorian. Yes. Think of the Mandalorian. Yep. So the ship is built. Okay. Okay, but the atmosphere around the ship, like the skies, yes. the mountains, the caverns. Yes. Um, that they're in. Yes. That is all. On like it's basically like a dome. Sh- they're in a dome you, you with screens. This? But how do you film this without seeing the the ship sitting on like the ground? The lighting is so realistic. So on the ground they have mm. um, whatever the ground should look like. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yep. Right. So it is a ground, like it's yes. a textured okay. set. Okay. Yes. It's just the surroundings, and that are all made up of this screen, which is light, like actual light. So it looks like a sky. And it uh, looks like the mountains. It's a visual thing that the ca- actors can interact with. And because they're using the same photoreal technology in there, uh, it, what you're seeing does look like reality. So, you know, um, the Jungle Book and the Lion King uh, remakes that used that photoreal technology, uh, they're creating sets in real time on that same photoreal technology where they can edit a set if they need to uh, without detracting from the shoot. Right. If they need to move a mountain, they will literally move a mountain but hang on. live wait, no, while but wait, shooting. No, so they're not actually filming. So like, so in the Mandalorian, for example, like yep. um, if they're standing in the middle of it, like a desert, something like that, they're not in the middle of a desert. They're standing in front of essentially a green screen. No, not, not no. a green screen, like a TV, TV screen. Like, 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 hang in, on. like so in old, like in old films where, they would shoot on a set and they yeah. would have a big map painting that would make the but set so instead look of a screen, bigger. Instead of a, like a painting, yeah. it's now it's a actually, TV screen now. A, yeah, it's actually interactive. It's a video. 
But it's a CGI. Yeah. It's pretty Oh, cool. hang on. But that means that, like, you know how, like, one of my kind of, you know how when someone, like an actor looks into a mirror, how you don't see the camera looking in behind yep. the, the actor looking at the mirror too? Yep. Um, or if they're like, if they're walking towards the camera, you know that toward, behind the camera is a set, yep. but somehow they've got lights. Like take the Mandalorian's helmet, for example, yep. how his helmet has like reflections and shit like that. That would mean that the reflections are no, really there yes. because yeah, no, they it's are. a real thing now. So none of the reflections on his suit and all the lighting on his suit- Are like suit, done in post. It's, it's not. No, it's no, real. no, it's not done in post. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's all be, real. It's real because yep. it's so, the room. So they yep. build the CGI. How do they not have the? But how do they have the crew and everything like that? If it's a, if it's, if it's like a three sixty set, if it's a dome, it's how not do you have a three sixty. It's actually probably about two seventy. Yeah. Oh, and then they can okay. move. They can actually move what's happening in the dome around. Right. So, so think about the thir- the fourth wall. Yes. So the camera you is actually the anchor point. move the fourth wall. Position of the fourth wall around. Yeah, you yeah. could actually move the fourth wall so, around. So let's say the camera's operating on a dolly yeah. that is swinging around the remaining space outside yes. of the volume. Yes. When the camera moves, the set moves, too. moves with it. Oh. Oh, this is awesome. That's There's some really technology. stunning things about it, like what pictures from it. So they, they showed in the behind the scenes of the Mandalorian, like mm. the desert scene, you know, when he's in the cavern of season one where he's going to get the, retrieve the egg. Oh yeah. 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 So they show him walking into like that little yeah. dome area and the ground. That, was, that the, was that the, yeah. It was at the dome. That's not outside. Or whatever it's called. That's not outside. Oh my god! That's just outside of the dome. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. Like so, parts of it are set. So like the ground is set yeah, yeah, and right. Thing, and then the rest. How of How do it, they do the corner though? You know the, the 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 bottom of the screen and the rocks, like the ground. How do they not have that look like a corner? Because is that what we it's see a on? Dome. But do we see it on like so so on screen? So apart, we've literally seen that. I wonder if you can see the, the corner then of like the bottom of the. Screen. No, you can't. No. So a part of it is there is a little bit of CGI in post. Yes. Just to fill in some of the cororners. Yes. But it's not. It, it's, it's also the angle with which the camera is sitting. Angles, with this but it's also you, minimal compared to what they used to do, which is why it looks so real and why it has that effect of and, the Star Wars movies, the original ones, yeah. are actually outside. Star yeah. Wars is also the perfect testing ground for something like this because. They're staying true to the camera angles that George used in the original trilogy, mm. which didn't have a massive amount of movement or a massive amount of angles. Yes. George worked in straight lines. Mm-hmm. There is very linear footage across Star Wars, either mm. working across or tracking forward. Mm-hmm. So seeing the point where the dome finishes and the ground starts, mm. there's no real need for it because... The camera doesn't really move that way to begin with. I considered the way that he films it because I don't get sick during Star Wars fight sequences and that's because it's all from one angle. Everything's linear in Star Wars. Whereas I sometimes feel queasy when I watch fight sequences in like movies like Avengers and all that because they kind of track the actor, which gives it a weird motion sickness. I understand that now. Yep. Well, why didn't they put um, Blue Sky involved with this kind of thing. I know that there's obviously a team that already are doing this. Why didn't they just boost up the team by well, getting released? Well, we don't know. Given that the announcement's only been made today and Disney have not been clear, they, they've just said that they are closing putting, the putting they're closing the studio and that the 450 employees will uh, potentially have options to find a place within, within the company. Right. Oh, what a sad thing. You're going to have to leave your team and go and work somewhere else, though. But this is amazing technology. Mm. So, I mean, I mean, obviously, the point of it is that, that it's really sad for Blue Sky, but my mind is now blown about this technology. This is essentially, then, as you said, it's, it's, it's better than green screen. It's old it's, school. It's, it's but taking the old technology and making it appropriate better. for now. Because green screen was a good kind of middle-of-the-road thing, but I always struggled with that idea of, like, that means an actor has to kind of, like, point at something that but it's not really see. there like again yeah. if you look at like making of like Jurassic Park and everything like that they've got like a crappy stick with a ball at the end of it yeah as the dinosaur's head and you've got to act terrified of this thing whereas now you could be see a dinosaur on the screen kind of running at you and you've got to I, I really kind of actually like to see this kind of technology mixed with animatronics yeah I think oh that'd be incredible because that would be incredible well, well we're kind of getting that with the Mandalorian 
But I feel like this is now taking it back to like old school mm. on the set. It's just now a closed set. Yep. But it's now like old school. You, you can now do um, like um, you know how you know how like in 1917 they needed to do um, film in overcast days yep. every day. Yep. They can just set that to be the situation yes. all the time now. Yeah. They got outsiders. That's the thing that green screen never did properly. It couldn't be properly outdoors inside. Now it can be properly outdoors inside. They actually talk about it in one of the Mandalorian behind the scenes where they're like, we filmed a 10-hour sunrise or sunset. Because you could film the entire day of one, one time, time then. Yeah. There's none of this yeah. quick, 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 after another take, the sun's moving, yeah. quick, 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 come back tomorrow, then I guess we're doing the morning tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, my God. The biggest issue for me that, like, that I see it fixing is mm. lighting. Yeah, it fixes lighting. Lighting, but lighting also and that green screen like, have never been able to coexist correctly. No, and again, you see things having to be added in post. Again, like reflections and stuff on someone's glasses or yep. um, Mandalorian's helmet doesn't. Yep. It's not a, not an issue. I love this. So I love that this is basically. It's almost. It is full circle. It's we started with a backdrop. Yep. Then we went to green screen. And now, now we're back, back to, to backdrop. backdrop. But a modern. It's like fashion. It's back yep. to the original. It's it's. I don't want to... I'd, What's old is new again. Yeah, like I hate to say it because it is a fantastic um, segue, um, but but in many ways, or a good little teaser for our next topic, it's it's basically we've gone back to analog. But yeah. we've digitized analog. Yeah. We've merged the two. Oh, I love it. Well, um, do you think we should take a break here and come back and talk about digital and analog? Absolutely, I think we should. Let's yep. do that. All right. We'll be right back, uh, digital versus analog, or analog versus digital for alphabetical sake. Okay, now to our what the quote. Of course, last week's quote was, what Bianca? I'm prairie dogging it. And that, of course, was from the seminal 2001 comedy caper classic, Rat Race. Yes, if you knew what that was, well done to you. One of my favourite movies. Absolutely. Mm. I love it. It's an ensemble all-star super-duper film. Are you saying all-star because the song is in the film? Yes, I am. (laughs) Um, So, Phil, what is this week's What the Quote? You will remember to wash your hands before you eat anything. And if you guys know what that quote is from, please contact us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And we are back. And uh, just before the break, we started the conversation about analog versus digital but I actually have a question to pose for you two. Yes. Uh, you guys are both massive collectors of different things, and I was just wondering, uh, is it better to have physical copies of things, or can we make everything digital? There's different categories for this. Yes. There's some, some <laughs> things. So, it's, it's, so basically the answer is, yeah, yeah, yeah no, nah, yeah, it depends. Yeah. That's the answer. What about, what about our uh, physical collection of hard drives that has our digital collections of oh, music, wow. shows, I films? Have, <laughs> I have so many hard drives. I think, see, see, I, think I have about eight hard drives. Oh, my God. What's, what's funny All is, one terabyte. What's funny oh is, is um, a lot of my hard drives, because they're four terabyte things, look like um, they had to be in the shape of something interesting, so they're in the shapes of books. Um, so it's interesting that my um, hard drives, which again contain digital versions of things, look like analog versions of of, of reading documentation books. Of course they do. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> All right, it's, so it's yeah, this, this week's topic of the week is also well analog versus digital, obviously. So we're going to go through each of the mm. major camps, yes. which I think we should start with books. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad idea because I think that one is sort of the most simple explanations. Yeah. Yeah. Look, but I think I think that um, I think that books is an interesting one because um, they look me I'll start with me and yep. on what I think. I'm in the camp where I I'm not a big reader as it is. I highly respect books and I think it would be an absolute tra- uh, travesty if books ever disappeared, so I think books should be an, uh, be a forever thing. Um, I know that means that people need to not think like me and therefore get out and buy books and read books. Um, but I, for convenience sake and for the sake of not having a book close on me and then not knowing what pages, it's why I never fully <clears throat> read 
The Hobbit um, because <laughs> I was reading it, not massively into it, and then my book closed, and then I went, oh, I don't know what page I was on. You know what? Fuck it. Why should I bother? I'm not. Gonna, I'm not too interested in going and finding what page I was Look, on. Look, it's not the easiest um, read. No, but it's but not. but you know that that's my my thing is that I'm there's. I'll take any opportunity I can to not have to read something. Um, and if it means that the book closed on me and I know what page I'm on, that's enough for me. Whereas a digital version of it can never do that on me. I'm sorry. So, this is a small tangent, very small, but I just remembered there is a chapter in The Hobbit called Out of the Frying Pan Into the Fire. Yes. And when I remember having to reread that chapter over and over again because I kept losing patience with the book and then I'd come back to it months later and then I'd reread that chapter and then go a little bit further and then and like lose, patience, lose again. patience again and then start from that chapter again because I remembered it. And then in the movie, they actually say the line out of the frying pan into the fire. And I had this, I was watching the movie PTSD. and I had this PTSD full body reaction of, oh no. And I, I don't actually remember if I finished The Wasn't Hobbit. Wasn't The Hobbit meant to be like a more children's safe version yeah, of That's the children's book. Jesus Christ. I See, when I heard that line in the movie, I was like, Leo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood go, that's the thing. That's the line. Yeah, they did the thing. So, my, I respect that because I know. But I think books should always have a place. I think it would be horrifying of the world if we let books disappear. So, I'm not a big fan of e-books. I have a few because of the convenience of when I used to travel. I couldn't always carry 50 books with me. I always ended up carrying 50 books back from whatever country I came from. Which totally defeated the purpose, but um, I would try and take ebooks with me. I've never fully come around to them because I don't enjoy them as much because I get distracted mm. with Facebook. So usually when I'm on my phone, I'll like flick between 30 apps. Mm. I can't. No, but think of a Kindle. Kindle doesn't have Facebook. I've never had a Kindle and I can't figure out a reason to buy one. Yeah. No, I I guess so there's, there's, two, there's two types of Kindles there's Kindle Fire, which is basically a tablet, just a normal tablet, and then there's the actual Kindle which is way safer on your eyes than any sort of phone, laptop yep. screen or anything like that because it's basically like, um, what is it, like quartz screen? It's like um, a, a, a um, calculator screen. Yeah, it looks that sort kind of, thing. of like a... Um, it, but that's safer. Much, yeah, exactly. But it's, but, it's, <laughs> but it's fully safe your eyes um, and can hold way more books than anything else because it's literally got no data for anything else or no visuals. Look, yeah. I, I prefer hard copy books mm-hmm. because I like the feel and the weight of it and I just like sitting there with a book and mm-hmm. a cup of tea and that makes me happy. Mm. Um, but I will listen to audiobooks while driving. So that's where I kind of draw the line. Like I won't get digital CD. You can get CD mm. audiobooks. I'll, They're I'll so never get expensive. that. But I will get audiobooks. I will say though, for audiobooks, I, I quite like it because it got me through school for summer school in the sense that um, we had to read Animal Farm, which as an adult, I love the kind of um, the, the what's the word I'm looking for? I love the fact that the it is allegory. a, mm. well, I love what it is. I love that it's a metaphor for, the, for, for life and politics and for communism and blah, yeah. blah, blah, all that sort of stuff. I really love it. And I love referencing it all I the time. I think it can be applied to many different other yeah. politics other for than sure. communism. I completely agree. Absolutely can. Um, but I just, I couldn't read it because in school, why the hell would I want to read a book from about 50 years before now or whatever it was? I don't give a shit about this thing. Not interested. Why should I? So I didn't. That's I fair. did listen to the audiobook though, and I, it put me to sleep. So I had great night sleeps when I was listening <laughs> to it. However, I held on to all that information from my sleep, and I was very, very fluent in the book um, because I listened to the audiobook. I had to, because I changed schools in year nine. I had to read it twice. Jesus and God. I had to read it twice, but because I already read it the first time, I never read it the second time. Mm. But then it happened again in which I read um, Lord of the Flies in year nine, and then I moved schools again in year 10. Mm. And when I came back to Casby, they were reading Lord of the Flies, and I'm like, not a fucking again. I don't want to. <laughs> doing this twice. Yeah, I'm not doing this again. So, audiobooks isn't a bad medium, but that's a digital medium, but it's just the other one compared to, like, well, I think it's Well, I think it's different because one is physically, mentally reading, and mm. the other one is just listening, which I find is two different yes. senses. Does that make yes. sense? Yeah. Yep. Well, no, it does, because one's visual and one's auditory. It, it is, though. Um, Again, if we're looking at things, I, we do owe, I think, a lot of love to something. I mean, this kind of moves us on to, um, uh, we'll come back to it a little bit later on in, in, in films or movies, but um, we have to thank 
ebook technology for the existence of Amazon's streaming service Prime or mm. Prime Video. Yeah. Because um, if it wasn't for Amazon, books. Amazon Kindle, Amazon Books, way back, um, audiobooks as well. We wouldn't have these things. This is kind of Amazon's first foray into branching out. I mean, it's how Amazon it was, exists anyway. It was anyway. how Amazon branched out into the digital sphere mm. because up until that point, even their books they were selling were hard copies. Hard copies. Yeah, it was. It was. Yep. You said earlier eBay without the auction. Yeah, yep. um, and that's what Amazon started off as for books, um, and then it just kept growing from there. But yeah, so so I, I and think then they we, had their own publishing agency and all that comes up, yep. and now they have their own production studio. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Amazon. It did well after books. It, it did. It certainly did. Um, but no, we'll come back to, to film, though, in terms of like Amazon Prime and stuff like that a little bit later. Um, let's move on to games, games. though, because games, um, look, it's it's pretty... We, we mean video games, obviously. Drew, your thoughts on video games, physical or not? Look, all three of us collect physical copies. Yes. <laughs> there's there's no real no, well, question Well, having said there. that, though, someone here has a digital-only PS5. And... One of us has a disc one. So. I, okay, so I understand the appeal of digital games. Yep. yep. Because of the fact that, I mean, we're all sitting in my living room right now. We can see that I don't have a lot of space. No. no. Um, the game I play the most at the moment, um, City Skylines, is digital only. Yeah, yeah, so, like, I think it's good. I think I'm, I, I enjoy, though, sharing games. So, like, you know, when... Mm-hmm. I want to borrow someone's game. Or like when I, my brother had never played Spider-Man and I just gave him my copy. I was like, go nuts for it. I finished it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's a really cool thing. The fact that you can swap and share games. Oh, look, I've got Philip's copy of rise of the tomb Raider at home at the moment that I'm yeah. playing through. Like that's really good. But I also understand the need to have digitally like the, and the other thing that I bring up with digital games is on your way back from the UK Yes. When you were in quarantine, yes. you left your favorite game in the hotel and you can never get it back. Yes. That, what? That is, yeah. Um, my Uncharted um, collection, Uncharted 1, 2, and 3, um, was You not did get it case. replaced. I got it replaced very kindly. Um, Audrey and Carmen got me the replacement version of it because um, they saw it just I was so bummed out about that. But yes, um, I, don't, I didn't play it while I was in the hotel, but I clearly must have taken it out of my suitcase for some reason and I didn't have it when I got back to my house. And I feel like because I collect books and that's that where I need my space. So much. Whereas you collect your games and that's yes. where you need uh, your space. And that hurts so much. And I just, I, it just hurt. It hurt. So. But if um, you had the digital copy of the game. I would never have lost it. Yeah, that's my point. Um, look, uh, games though, I, it's the one, unlike films. So if I'm thinking about if I've watched Netflix or um, a movie through my PlayStation from a hard drive, for example, or from, um, yeah, streaming service. Um, that's, that's something that I'm going to be done with very quickly, an hour or two um, or half an hour if it's a TV show, whereas a game I'll probably spend days on that, a couple hours each day. So I, I think Yeah, and replays. So therefore, there's less issue of kind of getting up, having to swap the physical disc, whereas if it was a movie or a TV show and I've had having to swap disc every couple um, hours or every half hour, yeah. I'd get tired of it. So I think that games is the one where I'm like, I want to collect the physical version of that. Absolutely. But I, going back to books really quickly, I love book covers. So I would collect a book more for its cover right. than it's um, what's inside it, to be honest. Um, I will judge a book by its cover. Um, well, you guys know full well I've got a dedicated Harry Potter shelf just because I've got multiple versions, versions of, of the books. Um, music, though, <laughs> moving across to music, I think this is almost like game games in the sense that the iPod completely shattered the idea of having CDs. Um, yeah. If we look at vinyl, then we went to cassette, then we went to um, disc. iPod, I know that MP3 players did exist, but iPods comprehensively shattered... Yeah, yeah, go for yourself. That's just bullshit, Microsoft. Um, iPods <laughs> comprehensively shattered the idea of CDs earlier than what I think its technology yeah. was due to phase out. So with. I, I, I'm in two camps about this one again, mm-hmm. but it's the in regards to I've told you guys what happened to me at mm-hmm. Apple, mm-hmm. where I used to have a massive collection of music, including mm-hmm. all of my own produced music. Yep. And Apple did their update, and they completely erased all of it. And that, to this day, burns me. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So I have a thing about, I don't, I like streamed music. So I'm a massive fan mm. of Spotify and mm, yeah. Apple thing. But like when it comes music. to certain songs, I'd actually prefer to have CDs. But I 
but I, I don't know. It depends for me. Like sometimes I'm not adverse to having like, especially vinyls I'd like because of the audio quality is better and mm. all that. But I also think uh, vinyl is a different thing. Vinyl, um, you know, you sit down to watch something on TV. Vinyl is you sit down to, you could either be sitting down with a book and be having vinyl on the background. You could be sitting down just to listen to music on vinyl. Vinyl is an event more than it is, I think, just listening to music. Because you can't do that when you're out and about. True. Whereas an iPod or streaming is something that is out of convenience. I would never have um, a CD, because cars don't have CD players anymore, I'd think a CD or cassette player in my car anymore. I'd or think a of... Vinyl, imagine a vinyl player in your car. In the yeah. case of... Oh, man, that would be a dream. You'd go over a speed bump or a, or a pothole and you'd oh. go... Oh, no, you'd have it in a Cadillac cruising through the streets of Cadillacs Los Angeles. Cadillacs have even worse suspension. No, they're really... They're like um, boats. Those things are... Yes, continue. And vinyl and cassette are... Let's, let's say they're like a meal. Mm-hmm. And CD and digital and streaming are like snacks, snacks. Mm-hmm. because you can pick and choose where you want to go in it. Mm-hmm. When you sit down to a meal, you sit down for the full thing. Yeah. And that's what vinyl, or I, I include cassette because it is not that easy to skip a song on a cassette. <laughs> yep. I yep. will. Putting the pencil oh God, in and twisting it to re. <laughs> That is so, that is exactly the sound though. That just yeah. took me back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Childhood, you'd be like, oops, didn't mean to do that. Or like you were trying to find the one song on the cassette and you're like, nope, too far. Or you do that thing or, or, or you do that thing where you're trying to like rewind it, but then you don't realize it's already rewound. Then you yep. do that. You, you press the rewind button and it goes, oh no, you think you're at the beginning of it and you press play and then you hear silence and it goes and ticks because it's no no you're at the end you're like no no I'm at the beginning start and it's like you press it again and you got to turn it, goes, it over and then you have to turn it over and you're like oh god I thought I was at the bloody beginning and I'm right at the end um I I do enjoy the audio quality of vinyl I'm yes. just too lazy to be that person yes but I have to say the audio quality of music digital music now compared to what it was in 2002 when I first got my iPod like 120 <laughs> Well, oh my god! Well, well, we've evolved from what sixty four to one twenty eight to two fifty six to three twenty, which I remember as a kid, an MP three at one twenty, you'd only get the special songs mm. Mm. that good if you wanted the good quality. You only got a handful of them at if that using, because you couldn't fit them all on your little MP three player. If you're using LimeWire, my god, you'd be hunting down for a amongst all of the viruses. I'm hunting down for a 320 version and not oh the ones just God. called 320, but the ones that were actually 320. Yeah, you'd have to check by category to make yeah. sure that it actually fit the and file type. Yeah, and, and those files would be giant. You could probably fit 10 songs on an. Do you remember the old like USB stick MP3s? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I had my fair share the one of them that looked from like Kmart. A the one looked like a pager. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with just yep. a little like, dot matrix or screen on it that would like, yep. say like the song. Yeah, and that mm. and that rubbery plastic yes, black outside, yeah. casing with the it's, metal strip yeah. around it. It's so Absolutely. weird that to this day, there's certain songs that I hear and I have. it feels like I have to listen to them in a certain order because yep. when I was a kid... That's the order. That was the order that they were in and I hated listening on yeah. shuffle. Like, I went through this massive phase where I just could not listen to anything on Shuffle. And now you- I have to in order so that my brain doesn't, like... Oh, it's wrong. Yeah, mm. it's the wrong order. And you'd, you would have to plug it back into the computer, open the folder, and then move the files manually to get yeah, the yeah, order yeah. you wanted yeah. it on on the player. And, and because I was yep. downloading from LimeWire, like, 50 Cent was the first song in my <laughs> iPod. Because yeah. it was 50 Cent's yep. Candy Shop. Mm. Yeah. So that was the first, which is why mine, I know all mine the were all candy shop. Thirty seconds to Mars were the first yeah. one. But that's that's legitimately why I know all the Rick's candy shop because it was the oh, first song I listened God. to on my way to school when I was catching the bus. But um, wait, as as far as collecting for music, I mean, I don't think I've got very many cassettes left. Mm. There'd be a handful of ones from my childhood floating around somewhere. Mm. I kept pretty well my CDs because mostly I can't find some of those mm. on digital now. Mm. Things like So Fresh albums. I'm sure I could recreate the yeah, between, playlist. Hit Machine but, 26 for me. But if it, yeah, 
So Fresh albums were never good. It That's a whole episode. There, there, there was just such a crap collection of like there'd be like two, <laughs> there'd be two good ones, and the rest would be like what the yeah, fuck and you'd is get this? them for the two good ones, and I then everything like, else would just God. be like look, they're sitting yeah. there for the sake of nostalgia more than yeah. anything else. Yeah, but vinyl, you guys know how much I love my vinyl Absolutely. and how much I I collect them. But for me, it, it is that thing of sitting there and listening to the whole album or having the whole mm. album on in the background. It, that's an experience exactly. much akin to sitting and watching a film or reading a book. Well, speaking of film, Drew. Hard copy or digital movies? Everything. Ideally, hard copies for me. Um, Well, I've seen you all the movies, so I would absolutely say that you're hard copy. I'm digital. I started as hard copy, but then as years have gone by, I'm I'm digital. Uh, I have to say, I I mean, this goes back to our last week's conversation about Mm. too many streaming apps. Mm. Yep. I, I think that like Spotify... There needs to be a central location for movies. Yeah. Um, like there are other music streaming apps like Pandora and mm-hmm. Apple Music. Um, Title. Title, but even all the songs from Title are on Spotify. Mm. You just get bonus content on Title mm-hmm. now, yeah. like because it didn't launch the way it wanted it to. Yeah. I think there needs to be a central hub for well, movies. Well, that's, 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 to be honest, the only reason if I was to, at any point in my life, to have been someone that downloaded something illegally, if I'd ever done that, um, I, I could see the appeal in the sense that you could have them all on like a book-shaped hard drive, for example, like one of the ones I was talking about earlier. Not that they have it on there, but if I was to be someone that did do that and had them on those hard drives like that, that's what... I would, I would understand the reason for doing that because at least it's all in one spot rather than having to be like, oh, what streaming service is on or what disc is it on? That. Not that I was ever one of those people that did that. I never would have sure. something I, like that. Besides music. I don't, I, don't, I don't know about you guys, but for me, physical copies also has a lot to do with how often am I going to revisit that material Am I going to read that book again and again and again? Can I justify it? Or as a kid with buying movies, it was, is this a movie that I will just rent from the video store every now and then if I'm going to watch it every now and then? Or is this one that I would purchase because I'm going to watch that a lot? But I feel like it's different now because now if it's on a streaming service, you can. And and that's where streaming services are are, are quite good. The ease of it's it's... I think it's more about the um, collection side of it, Drew. I think a hard copy is great for a collection side, but in terms of convenience of watching it, that's where digital wins. Hard copy versions of things would probably be viewed less than they were ever, but I think that the the collection purpose still exists because I think covers of things yep. are incredible. The covers of de- of games, incredible. Great to have that collection. Covers of DVDs and Well, you know, you know the effort I go to yeah. tracking all over the world to find exactly. copies of films. So I think that that is the thing that is incredible, but I think for watching it, it's, it's digital. I think for what you were saying earlier about changing the CDs and all that, mm. that's where Copy streaming probably. services... Yeah. I mean, we haven't mentioned television shows, but that's where, for television shows mm. especially, that's where streaming services and digital have the upper hand because... Yeah, change the disc after three episodes. God, <laughs> I, I remember the first time I got all eight seasons of Charmed, which was one of my favorite TV shows as a kid. Did you have the black Charmed box? No, I didn't. I had, I, I was buying the seasons as they came Ooh, out. Wow. Um, okay. And then I, I remember once I had all of them, I decided to do a full watch through and every three episodes of get up, go change this. I'd, I had one of those five disc uh, loaders, DVD players. Um, Whoa! Wow! Settle down. So I used, yeah. to, I used wow. to set up the whole season. After a while, like when I was allowed to use the ma- main TV, I'd just set up the whole season in there and just flick to the next disc because it would make life simpler. Settle down. I needed that. Well, I still need that. <laughs> well, look, we've gone on for way too long in this episode, but I think Sorry. the chat's been. No, I think the chat's been ex- excellent. So um, I think there's no problem there. But um, yeah, if you if you have an opinion on digital versus analog, make sure you reach out to us Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Let us know what you think. What's the better medium? We would love to know what you think about all the different categories of digital versus analog. Um, now, I think it is important, though, that we do get to our sick end of the week. Indeed. Um, Bianca, fire away. What's up? Just, just give us a rundown, and, and what do you think? Catman, attorney at law. <laughs> Boom, amen. <laughs> I- this week's sick end of the week is a Texas lawyer who accidentally left on a kitten filter during a video conference call with a judge and he was unable to change it. 
Um, the reason why he has Sick Kent of the Week is not just because of the fact that he loaded up this filter and he couldn't change it, but it's because of the fact that he told his judge, the judge, um, I, I'm, I'm here live. I'm not a cat. <laughs> and then uh, I think the judge just said something along the lines of, yeah, no, yeah, yeah I, we, I know, we know. We, I know, we, 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 we know. Um, and then the, the way the lawyer just said something along the lines of, um, I'm happy to, we're going to try and, my sister's trying to turn this off, but look, I'm happy to continue like this if need be. I don't think so, mate. I wouldn't continue if I was you like that. But I yeah, just I love that the fun. judge was more certain that he was not a cat yeah. than he was. Yeah. He sounds so unsure. I, I, I'm not a I'm cat. I'm not a cat. I just love watching his eyes dart left and right, like as he's kind of like trying to sort out what's going on. I also thought it was hilarious that there's another screen that just says you are not allowed to record this video. Yep. And someone's recorded it because they're like, nah, this is too brilliant. This is internet worthy. It's taken over the world. Also, the fact that the opposing lawyer is there just watching the whole thing. Can you imagine what's running through his head? He didn't react facially. He just (laughs) sat there and was like, yep, this is happening. Yep. So absolutely, that is our sick end of the week. Um, (laughs) I do have his name. It is Ron Ponton. Catman. Catman. (laughs) Attorney at law. Um... So that's our episode for this week. I really hope you all enjoyed it very much. Um, again, thoughts, opinions, views, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, next week, though, Bianca, um, what are we talking about? Are we overloaded with content by, like, news and all that? And do we have too much access to it, to information? That's a very good uh, discussion. I was about to go into the discussion, but we'll leave it for next week. Drew, mm. thank you. Thank you, Philip. Bianca. Thank you both. Thank you. No, thank you. Um, until we meet again, my only friend. Yeah. Yep. Yep.